1: Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. (laughs) I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Scene2Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales, And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Glass. Uh, This week's episode... I'm not gonna say it's different because well every episode is different I think. Yeah. <laughs> we seem to lose uh, lose track of our usual format. Just talk absolute crap. Um, we thought what we would do is kind of do a bit of a deep dive this week into the current state of the automotive industry or at least the car market here in the UK. Yeah. Um, we probably can't comment as insightfully uh, on the rest of the world, but obviously Tony hands on in the car market, and I pick up on the odd story or whisper, when mm. I go on launch events about what's going on in the world, uh, and, and here in the UK, in the market. And so, yeah, I basically wanted to come at you with a load of questions, because in recent months, we've seen new car prices continue to go through the roof, uh-huh. used car prices kind of almost splitting, your everyday stuff really coming off the boil, it seems, I don't know if that's right to say, some of the high-end stuff going for big money at auctions, like I'm going to quiz you all about that. Uh-huh. We've got this theoretical conundrum going on with electric vehicles. There seems to be a loss of confidence from consumers. There seems to be more conversation at a higher level about what the future of mobility in this country will be like. We've had synthetic fuels making a foray. Obviously, I went to Chile with Porsche. So there's just been a lot going on. Yes, yeah. thought it would be worth catching up to see, well, if it's all doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> or if there's any positivity out there. So, as I say, Forgive me, but I'm just going to attack you with questions. Okay. And we'll go from there. So to kick things off, let's start with the used car market. Because obviously I guess that's really where you're in your sweet spot. Yeah. Right now, Uh as a generalization, a used car price is going up or down? From what I see down. From what you see is down. From what I see down. Now,
2: this is one one of the months that, it's probably difficult for me to answer some of these questions because historically this time of year is naturally quiet anyway because people go away. Um, but this trend of the car market dropping off has been going on for what I can see easily a year. And I and I have spoke about this before. Um, but the, 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 the trend... Is continually going down. The reason why I know is because I pay less money for cars today than what
1: I did a year ago. And first part, first question is part of that. Why demand always is demand is
2: decreasing? Of course, yeah. So now there's more products on the market now than there are punters. Essentially, also there's a there's there's a big elephant in the room: interest rates of course, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, so with prices, when interest rates are high, which they are now, the money's still got to come from somewhere, so it has to come off the car. And that's just what's happened because demand's come off. So that that's just
1: the generalisation of what's happened in the market. So uh, let's remind everyone, Tony specialises in 0- to 3 year old cars, but obviously you deal in much wider. Uh, yeah, and obviously... And- you have an insight into so much wider breadth, but yeah. the follow-up question was going to be, is it the there's so much supply in that new cars? Because also we had this glut, right, during COVID firstly, then we had the raw materials issues, then we had the war in Ukraine, and we were being told that that's what was holding up uh, the supply of new vehicles. So, you know, cars were struggling to come through, bolstering up used car prices because people weren't prepared to wait two or three years for their new Range Rover Evoque, and so they're going to buy a used car but are we now seeing new cars coming through and therefore demand decreasing or there's more used cars coming to the market like people are selling because of the financial strain that a lot of people are suffering from? Why is there so much supply? Well, first of all if we're going back as far as COVID
2: let's not forget that the government injected billions of quid into the market and um, There was a shortage of new cars, but there was an injection of money. So then, because there was a shortage of newer cars, everyone then bought used cars. Used cars went through the roof. But I'm not sure that rise would have been so high if the government hadn't injected all that money into the market in the first place. But they did, and that, that was what happened, which is partly a reason why we're in the trouble we're in now. Because inflation went up, and interest rates have to go up to counteract that, and it's like that's a whole other
1: story, by the way.
2: But that, so from there, uh, uh, what comes up must come down, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's always because everything been the same. got
1: overinflated. Value
2: everything got really expensive, and some cars are still expensive now, mate. By the way, as in from what they are list, they are still expensive, but from what I see in my market and where I I place myself. Listen, there's certain parts of the market at the moment, especially the lower end market. I don't deal in that market, but I know it um, because of this ULEDs thing that's going on at the moment. That's flying. That, really? That low end petrol market. What, sub 15 grand, sub 10 grand? I think sub 10 grand. Okay. Yeah, that that cheaper end of the market. Again, some dealers probably be screaming at me now and saying they're having the worst time in the world at the moment. But that that's probably the time of the year. Um, because it's always quiet back end of July, August, because kids are off and everyone buggers off on holiday. That's just what happens. Um, so, but because everyone needs to get out the Euro five diesels because of this new ULES thing that's coming on in
1: London. Yeah, just should we just quickly clarify that for yeah. our international listeners and uh, people who just don't care? Um, <laughs> it's like we're seeing in so many big cities around the world. It's an emissions. Uh, tax essentially to Pretty drive much. into the center of London. So, oh. um, it, based on the emissions of your vehicle, you have to pay. Is it twenty? Right, is it is it is it that much? Twenty? Is it fifteen? Maybe, quid? It's, tw- okay, maybe 12 it's twelve. Okay, maybe it's twelve fifty pound? for the congestion yeah, charge, yeah. which was supposed to reduce congestion. And then what? Another twelve or fifteen? Yeah, four? something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and where it seems to have really hurt people, well, it seems to have hurt people who have. Affordable cars, essentially, like use, mm. like you know, if you've got a 1995 diesel, whatever, you're the one who's being having to pay, while well, actually, a brand new Ferrari has lower. <laughs> it's it it's all doesn't, right. it yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah, quite yeah. all add up. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, so so a lot of people are being, are figured out that they have to change their their car pretty yeah. quick, otherwise, be lumped with yeah, twenty twenty five quid a day to drive yeah. the centre of London. And
2: what it all comes down to, and this happened quite a few years ago the government in general want all our cars on the road everything on the road to be around the 10 year old mark which is why some cars they get to 10 year old they throw away because that's how they build them build them cheap and and they get to 10 years old throw the, throw them away little 1 liter engine cars but and the, and this is all government driven you know they they want this country to have newer cars on the on the road essentially so um, they think that the all the old stuff, but yeah, you're right. You know, some of this old, this older stuff. Surely it's not putting out as much
1: emissions as a big V12 a Lambo. Well, the I I really don't want to talk about this on the <laughs> podcast because it's going to be, but I will. My 360 uh, is ULEZ compliant. I know. I do not have to pay the ULES fine. Yeah, yeah. For my 20 year old V8 Ferrari. Yeah, which makes no sense because. <laughs> <laughs> wait for my most out of touch comment ever on the podcast <laughs> my wife's masseuse
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just to clarify it's a fantastic app called Urban. They haven't paid for this promotion. You can go online, find a masseuse in your area, book them. It was affordable. It was great. It was a way for her to relax. She's been raising a baby for the last several months. She deserved it. Um, but it does make me sound... Your wife rude. or the masseuse? Both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does make me sound very... My wife's masseuse. But she was driving around in maybe a Passat, or I actually can't remember what, but like something... A diesel Passat, probably. A diesel Passat, like yeah. 2002 uh 15 14 or 15 i think she said mm, yeah it would yeah it would have been anyway an, uh, yeah around something night. and she's yeah, like yeah. i've now been stung with ULEZ, and a lot of my business is within the ULEZ zone i have to change my car and i don't know what to do yeah so that's a prime example yeah uh, you know meanwhile oh yes, so that, i'm looking at my 360 she massages my wife um it doesn't <laughs> quite add up um so okay so theoretically that part of the market might be strong mm. you know because of that demand. But, yeah, the sort of market that I think most of our audience are looking at, so everything from a Golf R up to uh, an Aston Martin Varnish like that, it seems to be where uh, most of our audience sit. Mm. That's the kind of part where two years ago, everyone was telling a story of how, oh my God, I've, even I said it, uh, I've owned an X3 for a year and put 12,000 miles on it and it's worth more than I paid for it. There was this insane big sort of bounce that everyone was freaking out about. It was in all the media. That obviously has been cooling off for a while. Well, but that's
2: never happened before, by the way. That was very unique circumstances. I have never known that to happen, obviously. Have
1: the prices come back down to normal, or are they still inflated, but they just dropped off that insanity? But what, but what is normal?
2: The problem is, have, have they come down to pre-COVID? Not quite. Mm. But, They should have Mm. because of years have gone by, mate. I mean, we're four years on now. So, you know, some some of these cars I can take, let's take a BMW M2 comp because people can relate to that and I sell a lot of them. So we've always bought them from new. So in 2019, before COVID, we would sell an 18-month-old, two-year-old car with sensible miles, 15,000 miles or something on it for 40 grand mm. roughly they're the still roughly that money now
0: maybe
2: uh, maybe a little bit more but they're still roughly that money what what changes the market greatly for the for the punter is when the demand falls off which is what's happened is the the dealers have to have more margins in the car because they sit around for longer okay. so our our liability Obviously, our on the product is is greater because it's going to sit there for longer. So we need more margin for that reason. So yeah, there's always that period of time from a dealer's point of view, which is what we're holding. If we if we're dealers like us and we buy our stock um, with banks money or whatever, we fund our stock with our own money or whatever. Um, when we when we we hold some stock and the market changes, obviously we're stuck holding the baby, which happens for a period of time. But once we replenish, we then buy at the new prices, which has obviously happened by now, then the customer suffers. Okay. Because that's where used cars in general come from punters, come from you guys. That's where it comes from. So that's what happens in the car market. When things were good in COVID times, we was obviously giving mad money for stuff on shorter margins because the cars were flying out. We didn't, we wasn't holding them as long. Whereas now we're still buying the cars. You know, you can still sell your cars. There's still loads of people will still buy cars, but they're still not as strong because the market isn't as strong. So um, the margins are greater for that reason.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So then you mentioned, obviously, the used cars comes from punters. How much is the insanity that a new car price is, therefore also helping to bolster used car prices, because that's one thing that we have also seen change in the last 18 months, 24 months.
2: Well, the the new car prices have gone up um, and you never really get the real story of this, for, but from what I can gather, obviously there's not been as much supply for new cars. So if there's not as much supply, the manufacturers need to put the prices of the car per unit up to still make their money. They've got, as we know, mate, they've got huge overheads, massive sausage factories they still got to draw money in, obviously. So <laughs> it's really interesting in the market because when I have customers come to me, and for instance, I will use the M2 again as an example. I had a customer the other day, and as you know, I all had the new M2 in stock, didn't have sold it now, but I did have it in stock. I didn't have it for very long. Um, and I had a customer that really wanted to buy it, and he had a M2 comp in stock uh, that he had bought from me about four months ago, roughly and he went into upgrading to upgrade into the new one now because of the price increase of the new one and the interest rate that
1: changed his payment doubled his monthly payment his, would have doubled his monthly what payment what was the what was the list price difference what did he buy the M2 comp and what was the new one up for so he
2: bought he bought the new M2 comp for about 42 grand okay so that was a 70 plate car with yeah, low the mileage. the old shape car the yeah. old shape comp and the new M2 was um what I listed it for was 77 or 78.
1: Okay, but it's near enough, damn it, list price. It's a double list price as well. Though. Not quite, but it's not as Close. F- It's not far off. It's
2: yeah. 30-odd grand more, right? Yeah. 35 grand yeah. more. So that's a, it's a huge difference. So you've got that huge premium because the cars have gone up through the roof. And you've got the interest payment difference where he was probably on something like 6.9 or 7.9% APR our current rate is 10.9 mm. well when when you're borrowing an extra 30 odd grand that extra 4% not made a difference on, yeah, your, no, of on, course. on your monthly payment and <clears throat> some people suffer it some people just go well not not on that comparison as in that's a bad comparison but but you know some people what they'll do is they'll come out of a Range Rover, for instance, that they're already paying six or £700 a month for, and they'll go into a completely different car, and the monthly payments won't be too much similar. It's a bit more £100 a month, more, whatever, but they'll pay it. Um, But it's them big jumps. That's what's really affecting the market, car for car. When you compare an M2 to the new M2, even when you... Range Rover
1: Sport was an example, wasn't it? I was going to use that okay, as, nice. as, a, ah, a, as an example.
2: Us. Great minds think alike, Tony. Imminently. Yeah. Because when you when you think the the, the Range Rover, like a 20, 20 car, 50 odd grand, the newer shape car um, is 100. Yeah. There's another story with them as well, by the way, because in London, there's a huge problem with Range Rovers at the moment being stolen. Yeah. So people can't insure them. Like they genuinely can't insure them. Now I have customers calling me up saying, Tony, I've had my car a year um, or two years. I've got my my insurance, you know. I need to sell it because I can't afford the insurance. Is they're refusing to. They're yeah. Actually, if you live in London, you have a London postcode, a lot of insurance, you just cannot get insured. So that obviously affects the value because supply and demand, there's loads of Range Rovers hitting the market. They've all got to come down. So there obviously are still some cars as well that are okay, There are some products that are still okay. And like you said, when you go, I think from what I can tell, and this is not my end of the market, but I know people in that end, I think the half a million pound stuff up is still okay. Okay. That's still like.
1: It's a big collector stuff,
2: basically. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's still okay because people buy it. It's a different way of buying, obviously. But certainly my end of the market, which is predominantly finance, although. This year, particularly, our finance penetration has come right off. People are finding other ways to fund Oh, really? Because I was going to ask
1: that. Obviously, that was going to be one of our conversations. Interest rates going through the roof here in the UK. Has that affected the amount of buyers? But it sounds like instead it's affected the way people are buying cars. Because what was the stat? There was something crazy, which was like 98% of used cars... In all new cars sold in the UK, were sold via some kind of finance product, something outrageous.
2: Yeah, I guess I think it it depends in in what end of the market. I didn't think it was quite that high. I thought I thought it was eighty odd percent, but that yeah, that was probably a few years ago. I checked, so it might be that high. But
1: in the twelve months leading to twenty twenty two, over two million cars were bought using finance instruments by consumers in the United Kingdom. The large majority of them were used cars. On the other hand, most of the vehicles purchased by businesses using a loan were new. Here we go. Percentage of car financed. For the previous four years, more than 90% of new cars' buyers financed their car through dealer-sourced finance. Yeah. That's new cars. Yeah. So well, 90% new, of new cars.
2: New cars made sense because yeah. obviously that's, that's, a, that's a whole other avenue to talk about as well. Because mm-hmm. when you buy a new car from a dealer... There's an incentive from the manufacturer to take the finance. Obviously, the finance um, is subsidized basically by the manufacturer. Although some of them are being cheeky at the moment. If they've got like a, 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 a product that's selling, like BMW M car or something, they hike the rates up. It's a bit naughty actually. But so on, on a product that isn't selling quite as well, they'll put the APR lower. But a product that's of high demand, they put it higher mm-hmm. as uh, on a new car. Whereas back in the day before COVID, you know, if you bought a new car, I mean, if I use BMW as an example, you know, pre COVID, even probably just after they're doing 2.9% APR. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, no, it's 10 times that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah but, the, but the, but the world's changed. And yeah. then, and then like, if we're going to talk about interest rates, you know, you as a, as a consumer, You've never, ever known interest rates in your life. You've never known interest rates to be this high or anywhere near this high. But, but you know, in the last 10 or 15 years, interest rates have just been extraordinarily low. It's never happened. And it's probably never, ever going to happen again. You know, not in our lifetime. What, I wouldn't,
1: not even like 80s and 90s financial crashes and things like that? No, they were high. No. Through the roof, mate. You know, like, I'm you can have... Work. Sorry, sorry. We're not going to see them that low that, ever again. That low, I mean, Fine, okay, you know. percent basically. It almost. I <laughs> yeah, mean, there was yeah. a
2: point where, you know, it was 0.25 over base. I mean, it, it, it's insane, you know. A healthy market normally, inflation needs to be, and this is actually a, a, a product that the Australians invented when the market crash come. Um, inflation needs to be 2%, roughly. That that was the formula, basically, and every other most other countries in the world copied it or tried to copy it. So um, interest rates really need to be, and I think they will go back down, obviously eventually once the world recorrects itself, they'll go back down to 3 or 4%, but they're never ever going to be like the way they were because historically even before this nonsense that we had and it being like really low rates, they were always like, your mortgage rates were always four, five, six percent. That's just what they were. So, yeah, they're a little bit high now and they're really high to what we're used to, but not when you go historically, they're not actually that bad, you know, and you go back to when our parents were buying houses in the 80s and 90s. I mean, they're through the roof, mate, 20 odd percent Mm, interest mm -hmm, rates, mm -hmm. you know, and then and then they used to have to have endowments and stuff mm. to offset to pay the mortgage. So I mean, there's no such thing as endowments now, but, you know, the the, the world well,
1: changed greatly. sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've spoken to you about this many times before, and I think we've spoken about it a bit on the podcast. You know, my dad is super anti-borrowing money. Yeah. He's super, because when he was looking at borrowing money, or contemplating it, that's exactly, it costs so much. He so thought, much. I can't understand entering into all this debt and paying all this interest. Um, You know, I just put my head down work and, and yeah. wait until I can buy things cash. cash. is king. Cash is king. And yeah, went, yeah. But dad, a McLaren 540c is just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but okay, so look, there's an article I brought up here because we're talking about new car <laughs> prices. And yes, of course, interest rates, global financial pressure, everything like that is contributing to this. But one of the big narratives was raw material costs. Uh, availability of raw materials and the cost of raw materials mainly increased or decreased because of the war in Ukraine, but also just in general. We were hearing a lot about this. And there's an article on autocars and car prices expected to drop as raw material costs plummet. Correct. Renault is one of the first to act on the falling raw material prices to make its cars cheaper. So we just go on to this a little bit. Um, This is uh, Thierry Piaton, Renault's chief financial officer, Headwinds for raw materials have disappeared. We're going into a period where costs should gradually get better. Now, I asked you this a while ago. How do manufacturers go about this, right? Because last week we talked briefly about the new M5 Touring is likely to be circa 150 grand once specced. And many other models, even our own beloved GT3s over the last couple of years have gone up by 20 or 30 grand or maybe not that much. But anyway, long long story short, they've gone up. Yeah. Yeah. How can a manufacturer reduce the price of a new model or will they just secretly give lots of discounts at dealer level? No, so what what they'll do is,
2: listen, (laughs) the manufacturers, they're all businesses. They'll, they'll, They'll keep putting the prices up all the time people are paying it. That's what'll happen. So when people stop paying it, they'll put the prices down. But this is actually alarming for the used car market when a big manufacturer comes out and says, we're going to start reducing prices of new cars. This is bad. Nice. Why? Because this they dictate the market. They're going to dictate the market now. So all what's what's happened over the last few years? Um, the general public and us, the used car, has had the power. When they catch up, which was always going to happen, materials and 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 you're right. He's right because I know a bit about import and export as well. And materials and costs around the world, everything, gas, fuel, has all come down, mate, like a lot. And when you look at the, even when you look at the pound and the dollar and, you know, I keep an eye on all stuff like that, it's, it, it's come back, it's, it's stronger. So, uh, you know, when you look at containers and stuff like that.
1: Well, and- just to say, I have about... F- 58 friends who this year decided to take their cars to Monterey car week bastards <laughs> and all of them I was like it's, they're like no no it's it's well I was about to say affordable but the price to ship a car has gone from the extortionate back to the relatively or, or, or price no, as it was you know yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. I think I when we did drive the world I think a container ship was four grand one way a three and a half, four grand, one to eight America. I think it's at six and a half or seven. So still a ton of money. Still turn, yep. So I think I said maybe that was a return journey. Anyway, who cares? Still a ton of money, but at one point it was twenty. That's my point. At one point it went up to twenty. Correct. It's come back down. So um
2: Well, you know them big metal containers, normally you'd have one of them, they were twenty grand mm. for the container. Mm. They're now probably not two grand. Yeah. You know, they've they've come right off now. So that's that's what happens. The demand the the, the well demand has changed. Yeah. So then so then, what happens is when materials become available again widely, which they are, and you've got manufacturers like Renault and all the German manufacturers, they then they'll go
1: right. Well, we're rump ramp production up now. But so, how do they do that in terms of not losing face? Because you yeah, know they won't care about that. But 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 genuinely, so will they just literally say okay? M3 Touring, prime example, right? Yeah. M3 Touring is what list? 86? It starts at something starts like
2: that? starts at 86, yeah. So
1: will they literally say 2024 M3 Touring, now available from 82 grand?
2: um I, I'm not quite sure how they'll do it. They'll probably still keep the, the, the prices the same and then do a
1: load of money off the car. Yeah, so discounts at dealer level.
2: Yeah, so yeah, they, won't, they won't discount it
1: probably at from list level yeah so you're going this so we can actually give you 10 grand off this guy. whatever
2: yeah bentley the, style yeah <laughs> and, and then what 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 it then becomes it becomes a manufacturer contribution because okay. you've got manufacturer contribution and dealer contribution so um all what's been happening recently has all been dealer there's been no real manufacturer unless a manufacturer's got a car f- firmly ridged up its backside then they'll do a contribution but what also the general public needs to understand, when manufacturers give the general pub, because we get calls all the time, mate, like saying, oh, oh, I've had a manufacturer do me a deal. I've had this car. I had literally a conversation with someone the other day saying, um, um, yeah, I got, I got some money off a new RS3. Um, I want to sell it. I see them online for this money. So, yeah, but if you've got some money off as a punter, so has every other punter in the world, by the way, because you're not special. I don't mean to sound
1: rude. You haven't and, somehow been able to do the deal of a lifetime. Yeah, Just yeah, keep yeah. that dealer right in the bollocks like, and you've actually got a cheaper arse dealer yeah, than anyone else. In yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. They start, if they're
2: starting to do discounts for you, they're doing them for everyone. And if they're, whatever they're doing for you, they're going to do more for me because I'm a dealer. So, you know, my dealer that I deal with, will, if they're doing more, they're going to do more for me. So why would I buy that car at nearly retail or whatever. Anyway, it was a that that's happening now. Okay, that 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 will start to happen. So again, from our point of view as dealers, we got to be harder on the on the prices of the cars that we buy. So sometimes it's a bit of a trickle that it takes a few months, and some dealers see it before others as well, depending on how reactive they are in the market and what they buy and where they buy it from. Because that's important, by the way, as well where people where dealers buy their cars from because inherently, it does all come from um, uh, the public, the yep, general yep. public. But there's obviously lots of ways how it can filter through to the to the dealer networks. Essentially, but
1: sold my car. Do we buy any car? Big,
2: big one. Sold my yep. car.
1: Um, yeah. It's mo- a good advertising campaign mo- in the UK
2: for <laughs> motorway or another one now. Motorway. Okay. Uh, the, I haven't got the, as good at advertising advertising. The dealer networks, obviously, so trading. Trade ins. That's
1: still quite so. If you a big go one. to buy an RS three and you're trading in your uh, Renaults, Megane RS, they're like, we don't want this. The Into dealer. The
2: the the, the 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 dealer has a few ways of getting rid of it. So they'll ring someone like me up yeah. that will price it up. Um, that's uh, called an underwrite. So that'll have happen or they have a they have an other uh, a system which is connected to the auction, and the auction will basically price it up for them, and then it goes to the auction. Um, but obviously now that doesn't happen quite as often because you've got Car wow and We Buy Any Car and Motorway. People aren't doing traditional trade-ins as much? Not as much. It okay. does still happen.
3: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustolium's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from rust Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. But, sure, n- yeah. but
2: not as much. You know, we don't, we don't get as many part exchanges as we used to because people have their different ways. But that doesn't always bother me because some of the part exchanges that I get. I don't really want them anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Do, do, do I'm you know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't really know what to do to them. And yeah. even now, like sometimes we get part exchanges, and s- some people have been offered like loads more somewhere else. So, will take their money. I'm, yeah, I'm not, take it. I'm, around, I'm yeah. not really interested. So it it that that has kept demand up a bit because there's always someone that will buy your car, obviously. And there's so many different ways you can sell it now. So many different platforms and different ways you can sell it. And everyone has a different. Um, a different knowledge and a different anticipation of what they think a car's worth by the way you know some some people think they're worth more some people think they're worth less and that, that could be down to a previous experience with a car they've had in stock or they've never had that one before and they want to drive it for a while or there's lots of different you know there's no there is a guide in the background that us dealers use but without being big-headed I, uh, it's up here
1: for me yeah well that's that's your knowledge uh, and your expertise that, that, yeah and as you just to jump on this quickly because Previously, when we've done topics like this, there are some people, and whether they're just saying it to get a rise out of us in a comment in the comment section, who claim that in these episodes, you're doing this just so that you can keep people in the bollocks and buy cars as cheap as possible, because, you know, you can say, well, if you listen to the podcast, I just did, I told you, used car prices are coming down. You know, hopefully, well, we know 99% of you amazing listeners know that we're not here to to, to mess you guys around like that. Tony's trying to talk as straight facts as possible. I'm trying to ask as many questions as we can. There's neither of us here uh, trying to create a situation or scenario just so that Tony can pay two grand less for your Golf R um, than than he might have had to. So um, trying to get ahead of those potential comments. Okay, so look, we've addressed used car prices, we think are, are softening from where they were and kind of why. New car prices are going insanely through the roof, but may trickle down. And if they do, God knows what that means. Let's move on to another super controversial topic that's only going to make the comment section hate us even more. Uh, Electric vehicles. Um, Because lots has been happening in the last 12 months with electric vehicles. And I think there has definitely been a more open conversation about how viable electric cars are on a big scale scale sort of mm. situation and, and, and that obviously inherently affects values and we've touched on before that there are lots of electric cars coming to the market that they seem very hard to shift and they seem to lose a lot of money pretty quickly. Yeah. On top of that they're also very expensive to finance. I've not hidden at all from the fact that I've been looking at and considering a few electric vehicles recently mm. uh, with the change up in cars in my garage I thought having a little run around for London would be great but for example electric Abarth 500 odd quid a month to finance or lease compared to 200 quid for a combustion engine now both mm. um, and that goes across the board we know they if you bought expensive. if you
2: bought a four year old used Tesla Model 3 it wouldn't be anywhere near that money it'd probably be cheaper
1: yes uh, because they have
2: because t- to be fair to EVs and this is all because of demand because no matter you know how many times we spoke about it on the, on the podcast before they're not for everyone as we know and, and the demand has really dropped off for them. Mm-hmm. So demand drops... And it's the same with, with combustion cars. It's exactly the same. It's no different. If if a certain model combustion car drops off, like I give you an example earlier on about the Range Rover, they've come off because demand's come off. And EVs are the same. The problem is with the EVs, the, the, the government is insistent that we all go and buy them. Mm-hmm. But us as consumers don't have the, the confidence and as new vehicles, they are still expensive. Have you, I mean, I've seen a huge drop-off in EVs because I get offered them all the time. I don't I'm buy sure. them. But but honestly, mate, I get offered them every single day and they've really come off to the point where, actually,
1: they're not bad value now. Well, but you say this because, as I say, I've been actively shopping. Yeah. And obviously, Taycan is obviously the route that both of us would go in a heartbeat. And you look at a new Taycan, you go, that's a joke, like, no, thank you. But there are... Taycan, GTSs, cross-turismo performance, 4s, 4Ss, they're uh, 85 grand now, 90 grand, some GTSs at 95 to 100 grand. Okay, it's still all the money, but it's not 180, which some of them were no. when spec'd up. And it makes a difference between two and a half to three grand a month down to 1,200 or 1,300 quid a month. Yeah, As I said, the more standard BMW i4s, theoretically good value too but where I inherently get nervous is do you want to buy a cheap used Taycan at 85, 90 grand put another 5,000, 6,000 miles on it in 18 months try and sell it are you not then going to be sitting on a electrical that no one wants do you know what I mean like how strong is that used car market that's where I think there's a lack of confidence. The thing is, like I said to you, literally earlier on, when when
2: the market drops off, the dealers have bigger margins. Mm. So what you're or what you're all seeing on Auto Trader, you see a drop off and say, yeah, they are cheaper, but all we see that drop off and even more because while we get the cars offered every day, we see different prices to you guys. Obviously, of course. So so every day we get offered cars. All of us get offered cars, and every day we get offered them they're cheaper and cheaper Mm -hmm. and cheaper because Mm -hmm. you keep getting off. So, so that's why I say you're not, you're not going to see what we see for probably three to six months, but they're coming. It's coming back down.
1: But that's what I mean. So if I, as a consumer go out and buy what I think is a cheaper Taycan at 90 grand, Mm. and then I think in 18 months time, okay, cool. I've had my experience. I want to change it up. Not, bashing evs i change my cars every 12 to 18 months that's just what i do so you're so gonna blow a load of money in it i will literally probably be going oh i've lost 30 grand on this car and, and can i get rid of it because you're saying no to evs i speak regularly to three or four other dealers in the uk for work and they are all turning evs away Correct. there are ev specialists out there but most independent performance or enthusiast car dealerships are turning away EVs because of what you just said that they sit on a forecourt and lose money.
2: But that, but that, but again, we are we are dealers and they've all got a value. Mm. So what happens is we all need to find that value. Yeah. So what happens? It always starts with the desperation first, where people they just got to get out of them. Yeah. So the dealers rightly or wrongly, kick them in the balls. Because don't forget, we take the liability, mate. Of course. You know, we're taking the liability, so we're entitled to a margin. You're a
1: business, not an individual.
2: Uh, uh, of course, yeah, we're a business. So we have to, and we win some, we lose some. You know, but from what we see, tracking on the markets and stuff, and how things work, and it's the same in combustion cars, but because there's still a huge demand, or the, the demand for con- combustion cars is still a lot greater than EVs, the margins aren't quite as big. But... The margins in the used EVs at the moment are quite high because they are just sitting around. Now you can have it. You can have twenty grand in a car, thirty grand. You can have whatever you like in a car. Can
1: you find me a seventy grand Taycan? No problem. Probably.
2: Oh, <laughs> game but, on! But, but wait, but wait a minute. But it, the mar- <laughs> I got really excited. The margin that. doesn't matter. What matters is is it, is what you sell it for. Yeah. Because because you can buy it at what you think is cheap and put it up for moon money if you want. Mm-hmm. If you don't sell it, you ain't made no money, have you? Yeah. So this is the problem. That's what your margin's for. And as as the market comes down, your margin gets shortened to the point where someone like you, and the market's really changed, mate, especially especially even pre-COVID, but it's really changed greatly I cannot tell you how many times people just sit and look at the market for mm. four, or six weeks before they pull the trigger and buy a car. Mm. Whereas, you, you know, some people just go on and go, right, I'll have that up, uh, uh, really impulsive. But some people in some cars, especially when times are hard and what's going on now, they sit and just look.
1: Yeah, keeping ca- on things.
2: I can't tell you the amount of times where I've had a car in stock. And again, it's not unusual for for us as dealers, sometimes we had cars in stock four, six, eight months. It yeah. happens, right? It's you can't you can't alter it. Soon as you sell the car, you get three or four people ring on you. Yeah. Why is that? It's because they've seen it come off sale and they've been watching it for a period yeah. of time, waiting yeah. for me to reduce it or waiting for the others yeah. to reduce it, and they've missed the car because yeah. someone else pulled trigger first. Yeah. That happened. That happens all the time and
1: you didn't think that used to happen
2: it did happen but it happens more now because when the market's quieter whereas in the in the covid times it was the other way around so we had the power the dealers had the power and probably for the first time since I've been doing this job that the dealer has had the power because in general the consumer has the power because the dealer wants to sell the car I mean it all depends what car you sell as well by the way you know because I'm always fairly hard with my prices because we're an internet business and um, you know, our prices are competitive. And if you can't buy a car um, for, for less money than we're, why, why are you calling me up? Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen me before. If you can Ireland. buy a
1: car for less money. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Why, why are you calling me? So, um, w- you know, that's how, that's how we behave. But, but some, some dealers will put cars up at, Huge money, more money, and just sit and wait. Yeah. They got no, you know, it all no depends on years. the on on the business, yeah, sure, and, yeah, yeah, and, and and how they perform. So everyone's different, yeah.
1: Well, again, to go back to the lovely auto car, a couple of interesting articles here just on this EV topic. So first one: used EV values EV values could collapse due to fleet dumping. So their subtitle is: weak consumer confidence, heavy depreciation, and oversupply torture an already struggling market. So what we're hearing or seeing is obviously a lot of New EVs when they launched, like Taycan is a prime example. People took two or three year lease deals, especially corp companies, because of the the tax breaks and in incentives there. Those are coming to an end, and the cars are now coming to the market. So I think on last checking, there were over 500 Taycans on market. For example, uh, I think we spoke about Audi Etrons being a sufferer of that. Um, Tesla, obviously one of the biggest makers and success stories in the EV market. So there's always going to be lots of them, but so they're they're predicting Autocar in this article that. As we get even more of these leasing deals coming to the end or fleet cars coming to the market, um, things are going to do it. So on the surface, recent new car registration figures paint a positive picture. EVs were up 39.4% year on year in June and 32% uh, year to date. However, dig deeper and the figures reveal that business and fleet registrations accounted for almost 79% of total number of EVs registered. The proportion of that has been increasing as private buyers continue to favour petrol and hybrid cars. So, yeah, that's why they're saying that suddenly you're going to get these insane... um, But this has always happened, by the way. For fleet cars? But but is the point they're not making that it's specifically potentially damaging for electric vehicles because of the percentage of electric vehicles are going to... The market's not going to crash. Um, I mean, it it won't crash, mate. There'll
2: always be a point. There'll be a point where... um, they'll they'll just find the level but yeah. like they just haven't found the level not going to the market won't collapse so you you know you're not going to buy an 80 grand take and then in in 2 years it's going to be 10 grand that won't happen no but it might be
1: worth 50 it yeah, might be it it, it, it
2: might it, yeah. it probably it's not yeah. that it might be it probably will be yeah. but i remember big full size range rovers yeah that were 90 grand and after 2 years they were 50 yeah fair you know the the, the this is not depreciation a, is not a new thing. <laughs> it's not it's not a new thing, you know. It's just people have such short memories of what it was like pre-covid. You know, we've lived in this bubble for two or three years, this inflated bubble of what's gone on in the world and what's happening now when we said this 2 years ago. It's having a correction. That's all it is and then it will find its level again. Interest rates will come back down because that's a good drive Finance, you know, PCPs and finance and banks saved our our industry because they enabled people to get into new cars on a monthly payment. And as we said, ninety odd percent of people go into cars on a monthly payment. But at the moment, we are in a cost of living crisis, not in a recession. We're in a cost of living crisis. So, but everything is coming back down. Food is coming back down. Fuel is coming back down. Electric gas is all coming back down. So. Inflation will start to come back down. And as well, I'll tell you another thing as well. These interest rates at the moment, when the banks put the interest rates up, people think, oh no, this is a disaster, like everyone's struggling right now. You don't see the effects of it. It takes months and months and months to get into the market. We're feeling the pinch now. From when they first put it up mm. six or seven months ago, because mm. it takes ages. It's a huge wheel wheel of money that just goes round and round and round, and it takes ages to stop. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like trying to trying to turn an ocean liner. Sure, and it, it's exactly the same thing. And the EVs will be the same. They'll come down and down and down and down. The you're you're right. The fleets will dump them. The reason why the fleets are dumping them is because no one's hiring them. Sure. so they're sitting on their books. Pay. They're paying a certain amount of money a month for them on finance, high finance. They're not They're not renting them out. They're not yeah. leasing them out. So we've got to dump them. So all what's going to happen is, is, unfortunately, short term, if you own an EV, or if you own anything, you're going to take some pain if you want to come out of it early. Yeah. If you do the whole term, it's not your problem. It's the bank's problem. Yeah. And that's why it won't collapse, because the banks, in general, like we said, 90% of cars are financed through a bank. And if you have a PCP product, you're safe. You just can't come out your car. Or you can come out your car, but you're gonna suffer some pain. You're gonna have to write a check to come out. Sure. But but at the end of the day, the worst that will happen is that you come to the end of your agreement, you just give your car back to the bank. Yeah. Because that's, that's 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 the that's liability. What all about, that's what yeah. it's all
1: about, yeah. So It's been interesting to see. There was just one other article I wanted to touch on just on this uh, topic of EVs before we wrap that segment up. House of Lords seeks answers on UK's EV transition plan. Environment and Climate Change Committee launches inquiry into transition into electric cars. House of Lords uh, has launched an inquiry into how the UK government will achieve its plan to decarbonise cars and vans over the next 12 years. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, as we mentioned, it's definitely becoming more of a topic that people are starting to query and question the what is, is going on with the future of mobility. Really?
2: Yeah, and the the problem is, I think the manufacturers at the moment are doing more than the governments for mm. EVs, totally. especially especially the used. I mean, the used EV market needs some help mm-hmm. because 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 they're expensive as a new product as they start to fill, and don't forget, they are still a new relatively new product yeah two three years, like years old that.
1: maximum you correct
2: know. or yeah four or five years the sure. good ones are two or three year old yeah, yeah. right so what there needs to be there needs to if if the governments want not just the uk government the world governments if they if they want people to buy these products there needs to be some incentive as a, because it needs to filter down they need to get cheaper so there needs to be something for people to go into them and then there needs to be the confidence thing as well because that's a huge thing. There's no confidence at the moment, and this has happened before with combustion cars as well. By the
1: way, sure. This, this isn't just happened to EVs and well, you know, we and we talk about like take McLarens, take Maseratis, oh, take you know, so, so many of the prestigious yeah, premium yeah. cars. You think, oh, I'd love one of those, but I just I couldn't suffer the 100 grand You know, Bentley Continental GTS. Oh, I'd love one. You know, hey, some even people don't Audi care about sixes. You know, blah blah. blah. There's yeah, as you say, it's not unique to EVs, but I think the lack of confidence is definitely something in that. And I so said, that's what's holding me back when I get there and I get it and I think, oh, that'd be great. And I'm like, but realistically, I only ever keep my cars for 12 or 18 months, my dailies. So where am I going to be in that time? That's that's what makes me nervous. And that's what they mean by that. I think the lack of confidence. Yeah. Okay, so final topic, just because everyone loves to ask it and <coughs> I, know, I know the answer and I'll happily support you and agree with you on the answer. Are there still investment opportunities modern classic classic are there still cars to buy as investments in this market always always always
2: there's never ever changed mate. Yeah. there yeah. is always, there will always be cars that are gems yeah they'll that will never ever change no matter high market low market there's always cars out there that are good news
1: Always. There's just not enough of them. There's not. And I think that's what shifted is before it felt like everything was good news. Mm. If You just had any car that was even an interesting paint colour or a low mileage. It didn't matter if it a, could be a Fiat Panda. Flying. Mm. Where now it's back to before where, it's you gone know. back to normal. Yeah. There's a bit of luck involved. Also a bit of, you know, knowledge, a bit of expertise, finding and buying the right car. But... Absolutely. I mean, we are not... I think if we could sit here and tell you the five cars that are going to go up in value over the next five years, we wouldn't be here telling you. We'd be out buying them. Yeah. <laughs> I would have called the SLR McLaren. Though. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I think there is still light at the end of the tunnel. I think it is, I say, back to being a... It feels like a, a bit more of a traditional used car market. I think the new car market a bit scary at the moment. Combustion engine and electric vehicle prices through the roof, it feels like. Buying a new car right now feels... Insanely expensive. But can I just say
2: something? Can I just tell you something? Yeah. In general, which is why the used car market is one of the biggest markets. In general, you are always safer in a used car than a new car. Of course. You're always going to lose less money in a used car than a new car.
1: So that's that's never changed, by the no, way. No, no, but but uh, and I with you there, and I think a lot of people think that, and I think most people are like, why on earth will I buy a new car? Just wait and get buy a used car. I totally get that, but as a dreamer, as a dreamer, there were cars that you could look at and be like, wow, I wonder I'd like to just walk in and go, oh, I'll have one of those and spec it up and price it up and that'll be lovely. That's the and there were, well, one. No, but there were cars that, but so many new cars now don't feel, they feel overpriced. They don't feel affordable. Take even that M2, take RS3s, take hot hatches, you know, the more affordable end of the performance car market. So I'm not talking about sports and supercars, but, you know, your previous circa 50 grand cars are all now 75 or 80. Different customer though. So what happens then? Wait one moment. Yeah, yeah. Because stick with the same customer, which might've been me. Because four or five years ago, I might got to a point in my life where I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to sell the GT3 and I'm just going to spec the tits off uh, V6F type. Or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm just saying like, there were cars that I thought I could go and buy that new and just go all in. Mm. There are so few new cars today that I think seem like a value proposition. Mm. All of them, I'm like, I'll just wait a year. Because in a year's time, they'll come down a bit. M3 Touring is a prime example. Mm. M3 Touring is a car that I would love to own. I would happily own in a heartbeat. I'm not and you paying, will. I'm not paying 100 grand for one. No, no, no. I'm not. That's right. But if spec up price new, it was... 70, 75, I might have been able to force myself. Hmm. I might have considered it, but not 100 grand. But they were never going to be that money, though, were they? But at one point in time, M3s were circa 70 grand. Correct. Before the, the world changed. Of course. So that, but that's uh, what I'm saying. The world has changed. Yeah. And new cars are. That's the, that's what I'm definitely commenting on, is that, that now new cars feel inherently expensive. The world has moved faster mm-hmm. than... Our wallets have, grown. but then there's another customer. So what happens is,
2: without saying, it doesn't matter what me or you can afford. There's always someone else that can afford it. So the problem is at the moment, no one's not got any money. They're just not spending it. That's what. That's what. That's what's happening. There's obviously there's a lot of people that haven't got any money. But when you're talking at that end of the market, you know. Um, people have still got money, mate. They're just not spending it because there's a there's a confidence problem at the moment. There's a what's going to happen in six months' time. But once we all, as consumers, get some confidence back that the, that the world is all right again, we're all going to start spending money again. And then we
1: won't care. Mm. That, 100%, because I've I, seen I, it so many times. But I'm sure, and I'm not doubting you, but you're definitely looking at it from a be business dealer owner i think more than because for example i'm not sitting here going can i stomach the hundred grand on m3 touring when i don't know in six months what money i'm going to be making I'm, t- I'm just going it's too much money
2: yeah but but but
1: you're going it's
2: too much money there's another man beside me that's saying he's got the money but it- he's he, he he is just holding tight for the moment because he was probably wanting an 150
1: grand M5 touring.
2: Maybe. Yeah. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. It just, it what happens is it's just another person for the car. Whether they yeah. come from up or down, yeah, yeah. there's
1: another person for the car. Yeah.
2: So yeah, yeah. just you, you just need to find your level again. Yeah. And that's what's happening. We're all having a big
1: correction. And don't forget, mate. But it's not you you're you're you 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 do not think it's new car prices that are to blame. You think it's the global financial situation that people are in is to blame yeah because
2: it's a bit of both yeah it's it's a bit yeah. of both to okay. be fair i think it's a bit of both and and that's why it's all come to a head at the moment if the market was booming and everything was people wouldn't give a damn
1: yeah because that's exactly because if you're feeling care. the squeeze you're not thinking about buying a hundred grand m3 touring or a let's think of something a bit more affordably priced what's the latest i'd look at the mini john cooper works 40 grand spectre. yeah yeah Insane. So, yeah. you know, let's say you're looking down at a, a, a hot hatch. You're not if you're feeling the pinch and things are tight and you're struggling a bit. You're not thinking about buying a 40 grand Mini John Cooper Works. No. My you point. Buy a 25 grand i30n. I 20n. But even then, I think you're thinking, going, that's a lot of money for a honda i20n. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think the new car prices are more aggressive than just the pinch. Because if you're feeling the pinch, you're not thinking about buying a car at all. Well that, that that's not technically true because it all depends in what uh, what
2: spectrum you talk I mean there's you know, l- let's not forget. There's poor people that can't afford to eat. Yeah, yeah. You know, 100%. We're, Luckily, we're not in that in that spectrum. You let's know, not forget my wife's masseuse. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's true. Well, if she she's gets paid one, very
1: well, by the way. No, she she yeah. won't get paid a lot she's at all no, if she's, she's your. Doing, <laughs> she's doing fine.
2: She's doing fine. Poor woman. She's probably whatever for peanuts. You probably said you probably said a shout out to try and get me for, 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 for free. It's but, very tight at the top. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like people that have money at the moment. Most of the time, they haven't just not got it anymore. they just being more careful
1: with yeah, it. Yeah, no, we, are, we are distinctly out of touch, or I am distinctly out of touch. You have a much better view of the market and people's situations and what's going on and an understanding for how people are using and spending their money. I come at from a very niche and s- specific situation, which is my situation. I don't get a look in at, at what everyone else is doing. But yeah, from, from from where I sit, that's that's what I notice. I notice more so, of course, uh, you know, the other situations of my mortgage going through the roof and my gas bills flying by. But if I'm looking at a new car, I go, holy crap, that is way more than I ever thought an M3 touring would have been, for yeah, example. Fair. So, well, anyway, I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's, <coughs> oh, I took a too too big breath and dried my throat out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Trying to summarise and I nearly, <laughs> suffocated. <laughs> suffocated, yeah. <laughs>
2: suffocated.
1: I must call my wife's masseuse.
3: Anyway, um,
1: <laughs> I think we'll draw it there. There's going to be a lot of thought and opinion. I can guarantee in the comment section, we are always open to hearing your thoughts. There'll be people who disagree with everything we've said, and we love that you're here and you listen and you disagree with what we say. Um, But I found it it fascinating. I found it interesting to say lots has changed and lots has happened. And I had lots of questions, so thank you, Tony, for your insight. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to keep abreast of anything that we're getting up to or the insane plummeting values of some of Tony's stock... Well I tell you you Think yourself lucky You've only got one car Losing money I've got 40 You can follow me At TonyGrowell With car sales On most social media platforms And you can follow me At Seen Through Glass On most social media platforms Is it the live show next week Or have we got one more week Before the first live show Hold on I've lost my When are we going away I've lost my um, Well I don't know When this is going out We'll be back with you next week (laughs) (laughs) See you then Bye bye See ya
3: only from rustolium